I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello and welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast. We're very excited for another episode. My name is Courtney, as always, and next to me is Matt. We are extremely excited. We yeah. live in a state of excitement. Always excited. 24-7, <laughs> possibly 25-8. I wish I was always excited about stuff, but I'm actually not. What have you um, said? You're always excited about doing our podcast. I am actually always excited about doing our podcast. Is that accurate? Yeah, it is accurate. All right, I like it. Yes. And... So, um, mm. what's up, bro? Well, what's up is why it's okay to make mistakes. That's what's up. Uh, I, I thought I had to be perfect. No, no, I, no, 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 no. Isn't, isn't, isn't successful weight loss when you don't make any mistakes ever? No. And you get everything right 100% of the time and, and you never do anything wrong? No, that's so 90s of you. Am I doing this right? It's 2018. We're up with the times. And it's okay to make mistakes. But I thought I had to get everything right at once. No. So I've got a hundred things here I want to fix. Aren't I doing it all today? Definitely not. And then, then next week I'll have abs. <laughs> yeah? Definitely not. So today's topic, why it's okay to make mistakes. Yes. So Courtney and I have worked with many people over the years, uh, including ourselves. And... Well, there's many things that um, that weight loss journeys do have in common, despite there being you know individual processes. One of the things that they all have in common is that, well, how do you say this? You're going to fuck things up. Yeah. Well, that's the that's yes. the scientific assessment. Yes. That you're going to fuck things up. So you're well. Put it this way: if you are anything like Courtney and I, you're probably going to fuck everything up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Every mistake you could possibly make, basically, between the two of us, I can guarantee you we've made them. Yeah, so so can we just kick this episode off by saying, hey, I mean, really, you're going to fuck things up and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but let's, let's sort of unpack this a bit because we do want to have a bit of a discussion about not just what, I suppose, why it's okay to make mistakes, why you should embrace them. Absolutely. And welcome them. Um, so, Courtney... What's up, man? Yeah, and I think it's a really important topic to go through because as you just said, Matt, it isn't exactly a groundbreaking topic, but it's a really important one because we all basically know, I think, deep down that we learn from our mistakes. You hear it all the time. People say it all the time. It's not the first time you would have heard it, but it's it's different when you actually make the mistakes. It's not always the first thing you think of. And it's really easy to get yourself down. It's, then it's really easy to get into this cycle of negativity. And then it can really derail all, all, most, if not all, of your progress. So it's really important to still touch on it, to really still keep it in the forefront of your mind that mistakes are okay to make as long as the mistakes that you make aren't wasted. And the thing is as well, like you said before, that everyone knows that 
that you make mistakes. Well, it is a cliche and it is easy to know it and to tell it to other people. But how many people, Courtney, have you worked with where they can apply it to themselves? Oh, no one. Even even for myself, I struggle to see the big picture a lot of the times with these things that come up. It's so easy and our brains just automatically want to take us to that negative space because it's so easy to go back there. Doing what you want to do, which is achieving your weight loss goals, is hard. So it's hard for your brain and your body to do that. So, of course, when something happens, your brain is just going to want to take you to the easy solution, which is just go back to what you were doing before. It's much easier than this. So that is the default sort of mindset we, we take ourselves to where it's so easy if, if you were sitting there talking to a, a, a friend and they're telling you, it's so easy to be able to just say to them, but everyone does that. I don't see what the problem is. But you're right. When it is yourself, it's a whole different ball game. And where do you think it comes from? This fear of mistakes and fear of getting things wrong. I think a lot of it comes from a fear of disappointment. In what way? I think that... There's a few basic human emotions that everybody has. And I I think that one of them is a fear of disappointing people. You may not fear disappointing everybody, but you're going to fear disappointing certain people in your life, certain people that you're close to. So if you're working with a trainer, you generally have a fear that you're going to disappoint your trainer. If you if you're got weight loss goals and you've told your family about them and they're rooting for you to achieve them and you make mistakes that might jeopardize what you see as achieving your weight loss goals, you're going to fear disappointing those loved ones who have been behind you and, and sacrificing and backing you the whole way. So there's always going to be someone in your life that you're going to fear of, have a fear of disappointing or letting down. No one wants to feel silly and no one wants to feel like someone is disappointed or unhappy with them, especially people that you really feel close to. So I think a lot of, a lot of it comes back down to that. Uh, what do you think, Matt? Yeah, I do think that's a, that's a big one. I think it also touches on what we were talking about uh, with our previous episode in terms of expectations yeah. where people have unrealistic expectations about the things they could get right uh, or in some cases get wrong with weight loss where somehow everything else in life you know mistakes are part of the part of the process and you learn but apparently with weight loss you have to be 100% all over it yeah. all the time yeah you're not allowed to take the time to learn yeah like, yeah you're not allowed to be to be new you're not allowed to be a rookie Apparently. Yeah. No, not for you. Not Where, today. Yeah, no. You need to know everything about anything when it comes to good good nutritional habits, exercise, etc. day one. Mm. Uh, what? And I think a lot as well. We, we feel like these are like social expectations, but they're really not. They're internal expectations we put on ourselves. Well said. So these aren't like normal social expectations that people have for you these are expectations that you have developed and that you've made up in your mind and that you've convinced yourself are so important that they actually affect society as a whole that's deep yeah that's deep uh would you courtney agree that um it's easy for people to expect themselves to to be so onto it and to make so few mistakes that they set themselves up to fail because they're inevitably going to screw something up. 
Oh, absolutely. You're going to you're going to set yourself up for failure before you even start by just doing certain things like committing yourself to too much too soon. Like telling yourself that you're going to change all of your bad habits at the very start. Like committing to a diet that is unsustainable. Like or an exercise program that's unsustainable. An exercise program that's unsustainable going to the gym two times a day, every day, that is unsustainable. So you're setting yourself up for failure because what you start to do in your mind then becomes the norm. So if you start exercising twice a day, every day, that to you now is normal. That is your benchmark that you have to hit. And as soon as you don't hit that, to you, that's a mistake. So you're setting yourself up for failure because you're, you're setting yourself a benchmark that is unsustainable. So you've got to be really careful with yourself that you're not, as you said, Matt, that you're not setting yourself up, that you're not setting a benchmark, that you're not setting your new normal as something that is going to be unsustainable because it's not about then if a mistake will come, it's about when the mistake is going to come, whether it's going to be next week or the week after that. Or tomorrow. Because if you if you develop an unsustainable routine, then that has just got failure like waiting to happen. So is it also uh, quite possible, you know, a lot of people are, I mean, everyone makes mistakes, so you can get that out of the way right now. So no one avoids that. But quite a lot of people when it comes to their weight loss are afraid of owning their mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that just comes back to, again, fear of disappointing, fear of looking silly. I mean, fear of upsetting people. No one wants these things. And I think as well for ourselves, you know, deep down, you know, you don't want to be disappointed in yourself. You don't want to feel silly in yourself. So if you don't acknowledge it, then it didn't happen. And then you can not have those feelings. You can't go through that. Um, So, and then for a lot of people, you know, making mistakes might trigger things for them, like emotional eating or something like that. And they don't want that to happen. So they just avoid, avoid, avoid. But the problem with doing that is you're, you're missing the opportunity to learn from what you've just done. So I think that that goes with what I've, well, I think what we've spoken about before, Matt, as well, in terms of, you know, everybody, yes, makes mistakes. Everybody's going to look silly at one point or another, at some point in your life. You know, you, you just, that's just a part of, part of it. You can't avoid that. And to, to sort of wrap that into making mistakes, I think, is a, is a mistake. Courtney, can you give any examples of mistakes you've made since you first started? but also how they've helped you? I'll just pick a couple because this podcast is going to be too long if I go through them all. <laughs> um, this podcast will go for days. So I, I, one, of my, one of my big, um, I remember one of my big mistakes was being complacent after my very first 12-week program. I knew that the end goal that I wanted to get to was going to take me about 12 months, but we split it up into three 12-week blocks uh, in terms of my training and nutrition was obviously going to go right through because you don't have on and off times for eating good food. You mean you didn't go back to normal? So my nutrition would carry right through. My training blocks were split up into 12-week blocks. So 
I just really, I, I made the mistake of a focusing then still just on the 12 week block. I didn't have that, that clarity of mind to say, oh, okay, it's just the training that's split up into 12 week blocks. It's not the food as well. Um, so I made that mistake first off and then I made the mistake at the end of my first 12 week training block to take the foot off the pedal and I had complacency creep in because I had achieved great results. Had I achieved the results that I had set out to achieve for my 12 months? No, but I achieved great results. So that to me was a sign to celebrate. And yes, we speak about celebrating the small wins, but I went above and beyond celebrating a small win. I went to celebrating like I had just completed the whole thing. So I took the foot completely off the pedal and I allowed habits that I just worked for three months to start getting a hold of. I'd let them just come back on full swing. So that was a big um, eye-opener for me in a learning process for me. So I obviously had the clarity afterwards. I could look back and see where I went wrong in terms of, yes, I was looking at the food part of this wrong Um, I was looking at it in terms of putting it in blocks and not just that it was a lifestyle change. I was, I looked at celebrating the small wins wrong as well. I hadn't developed that idea yet of celebrating the small wins. I had only just focused on achieving some results and I I lost track of what I was trying to do in the first place. So that was a big learning curve for me. And it actually took me the better part of that, the rest of that year to get back on track. So that again was another learning um, tool for me where, you know, it shouldn't have had to take me six months to get back on track. So I had to learn for myself where I went wrong there. And what had happened was I was, it was my personal inability to take acceptance as to what had happened. Because I think if you have any any examples of where you've lost weight and then you've put weight back on again, it can be really deflating. It can be embarrassing. And again, disappointing. You look, you know, I thought, you know, I didn't want to look silly to people because I just celebrated, you know, these great results and then I put weight back on again. So yeah, I felt silly. So if I, I didn't acknowledge what I had done, so if I hadn't acknowledged what I had done, I couldn't work on it and and fix it so that's why it took me a better part of six months to try to get back on track so that was a big learning curve for me and a big mistake made over over my journey as well anything uh professionally in terms of now like you know you've you've been our pt for a couple of years anything you've done there where you've got like you know like you've screwed something up or you've made a mistake and you've learned from it and it's helped you Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of times where I've been discussing with you about a client and how I'd got them to do a certain thing and then you've said, oh, I, I wouldn't have done that. And again, you know, you have to eat that feeling. I have to eat that feeling where automatically I feel like an idiot, whereas I feel silly, like I should have known better. Oh, I shouldn't have, you know, I should have just asked in the first place or I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have given that client that that advice whereas clearly there's a better way of doing it um and 
I had to learn from that as well. I had to learn the biggest learning, I think, for me in that sort of sense, in terms of professionally, had been not to beat myself up when I make mistakes, more so than the mistakes that I've made. I don't think any of the mistakes that I've made professionally have been so bad that they've really sort of sabotaged someone's results. It's just the mistakes that I've made have all been ones that, Matt, you've sort of reviewed it with me afterwards and said there could there was a better way of doing that. And do you know how I knew there was a better way of doing that? Because you made the same mistake. Because I fucked it up previously. <laughs> and so I think that it wasn't necessarily the things you were teaching me that were that I was taking away as the learning from those mistakes. It was it was how I dealt with making the mistakes, which was the learning for me. That's a very very good point that I think we need to touch on a bit. Is uh, not you know we can't we can't do a an episode of this show based on avoiding mistakes because good luck with that but having a discussion about how you react to them is a pretty big deal yeah I'm gla- I'm, i agree i'm glad that that courtney's brought that up uh so question then for you courtney i suppose how do you react to mistakes now versus a few years ago or when you were younger well i when i was younger I didn't react to mistakes very well at all. I actually, um, when I was younger, suffered from severe anxiety about things and it got to the stage where then it wasn't anxiety based around things that I had potentially made a mistake on. It got to the stage where I was developing problems before they happened in my mind and I would convince myself that that was going to happen to the point where it almost made me feel sick, like I couldn't sleep, I wouldn't be able to... Uh, sleep at all until I told my mum what was bothering me and for her to turn around to me with a puzzled look on her face going no I don't I don't think that that's ever going to happen I don't think you need to worry about that and then that would make me feel better so that was a big problem for me when I was younger Um, when I was in my sort of early to mid 20s I sort of was able to develop tools to deal with that anxiety so that became less of a problem um there's only certain things that pop up now matt which was my obsession with making things sure things are locked which drives him crazy but did anyway you lock the door did you lock the door can you please funny i was having an obsession with that because that is like one of the things with my anxiety that has not been able to go i have not been able to control i just have massive anxiety that things are going to be like left open. Hang on, hang on. I'll just check the door again. I have to actually check doors again. I've actually driven out like up the road and turned around and come back to make sure that the door was locked. Did you close the roller door? It's awful. It's an awful feeling. But anyway, (laughs) drives Matt crazy. But I've I've managed to work out tools to, to to deal with that. And I think the biggest thing with me with dealing with mistakes has been to just have a bit of perspective and be able to almost step back from yourself and look at the big picture. I think for me, one thing that I really learned with how to deal with my anxiety in my younger years was that I was so narrowly minded. I was my, my focus had narrowed so much on what I perceived to be such a big problem that I lo- absolutely lost sight of everything else that was around me. So I had to develop this way of sort of stepping back and thinking to myself okay what is the worst thing that could happen here 
and then work backwards from there. And then I'd think about the worst thing that could happen. And then I would think how logical that actually was. Like how, how what are the odds that that's actually going to happen from this? And then the odds were pretty like almost non-existent generally. And so then I would work backwards as to, okay, so then what's the second worst thing that could happen here? And then work backwards from that. And then I would be able to slowly talk myself out of anything, you know, terrible happening from a result of a mistake that I had made. And so being able to do that, and then that slowly became a quicker and quicker process where I was able then to really just really quickly be able to stop and have perspective on something. Um, The other thing that I think really helped me was losing the fear of looking bad, um, which I used to suffer with a lot in my younger years. You know, I didn't put myself out there very often because I didn't want to look bad. You know, I, it was always the fear of looking bad or saying something silly and people laughing at you or, you know, things like that. I was always afraid of being the butt of the joke Whereas I would often try to make the joke first so I couldn't be the butt of it. So I always had this fear of looking bad. And I think as I've got older and as I've gone through life, I've realized that it's really not that big of a deal. And it's it's really not that important that I always look good. So... I just embraced the silliness that I have naturally and my natural awkwardness in life. And, you know, if I made a mistake and I ended up looking silly for it, then I could just laugh at myself and say, you know what? Yeah, I stuffed that and moved on. So I think it's been a combination for me of owning it, of not being afraid to look silly. And if I do make a mistake, just being able to step back and have some perspective about what's happened. And like you said, Matt, learning from it. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit different with that where I actually now, well, I can't, I won't say I get excited by making a mistake because it is, I don't know how you can celebrate it on the spot. There's always a sense of frustration, but I quickly just think to myself, okay, this means I'm about to get better at something. Hmm. I'm about to get better at this because I'm going to apply this. So the next time this situation comes up, I'm going to approach it differently. So, I mean, I've had that with something even as simple as this podcast where I've made stuff ups in terms of certain settings or, or getting things ready to, to schedule it. And it's like, okay, I screwed that up, but guess what? That ain't happening again. Hmm. It's been even things with um, sleeping patterns. Like that's always been a bugbear of mine and a, a constant struggle where now not only have I implemented a, a thing where not only do I have an alarm in my phone that says you should be in bed by now, I uh, actually asked Courtney to nag me. <laughs> yeah, you have an alarm in your house, which is me, that yells out from the other room, it's time for bed. <laughs> yep, because I know for me, I'm way more productive and way more energetic if I get up earlier in the morning and get a head start on things, where in the past I've been guilty of staying up too late, then going to bed past midnight. And for me personally, staying up past midnight just kills me the next day. Mm. So stay up past midnight, then sleep in till whenever, get up, feel lethargic and get nothing done. Mm. So, you know, I've had to sort of combat the mistake of staying up too late by getting certain things around it, where now as it's getting better and better now, it's you feel the difference. Hmm. 
you know, I've also made, I mean, if we talk about a list of things I've screwed up. I mean, you could, I guess you could say everything, but it's not very specific. Um, I mean, I've screwed up. Um, where do I start? I've screwed up client prescriptions in the past. When I was a rookie PT, I've made made mistakes in terms of letting clients tell me what they should be doing with their exercise. Mm. I, I like doing this and I like doing that. Um, and back then, it's like, well, okay, I will you know, do the right thing and, and help someone out. Here's the things you like to do. Where over time and experience and, and learning that, you know, what people want versus what they need can be two different things. Where now if, if someone like a client says to me, oh, I'd like to do this. Well, I don't give a fuck what you'd like. What's the goal? Yeah. So what I'm going to tell you to do is based around your goal. But I had to learn that through, you know, I suppose through the hard way. Mm. Even um, I can look at physical things where I used to hit the gym when I was younger and exercise with questionable form. And now I'm paying the price with very tight rotator cuffs from years of, you know, behind the head shoulder press or behind the head lat pull down mm. because that's what everyone else in the gym did, so it must be right. <laughs> yes. Um, and now I'm constantly having to stretch my shoulders out and do certain um, sort of rehabilitation routines to keep them working properly. Yeah. So a lesson learned. And it's also then a lesson I can pass on to every single person I work with the rest of my career. So yeah, there was a mistake made there and it's a mistake I will be paying for for the rest of my life. But the, the benefit and what excites me is that I can ensure no one else I work with has that. Mm. So to me, having or making mistakes in anything that I do just means I'm about to get good at it or get better at it. Yeah, I really love the way that you go about that. But I mean, you, you're a very competitive, driven person, Matt, as well. So I think it fits with that personality where you almost see mistakes as a challenge. Well, they are. They, they exactly are a challenge. Mm. Um, and they're a challenge that if, if you approach it with a, a positive frame of mind, it's a challenge that's going to help you grow. Yeah. No matter what sort of avenue the mistake comes from. So in the case of, let's say someone's brand new at, at a gym routine and they screw up the first week, that's fine. The next 11 will be fantastic. Yeah. And then the next, you know, years after that will be fantastic. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you've got to take your lumps because they're what makes you better. I mean, I think, um, I think Michael Jordan, the great Michael Jordan said that, um, you know, he's him hitting all these game winning shots through his career were the result of all the shots he missed. Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. You know, like, Anyone that knows basketball knows that Jordan's the greatest of all time. Don't tell me it's LeBron James because it's not. Just hashtag just saying. Um, but, you know, Jordan himself said, I'm, the success I had was because of every shot I missed, all the failures I had, all mm. the mistakes I had. And that can be applied to, you know, sports, weight loss, career, business, take your pick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think as well, something else really important you said in that, Matt, was earlier was that if you make a mistake you forgive yourself for it or something to that effect i don't think you said exactly like no, but that you're right. that's, but that's, basically that's what you were saying was when you make a mistake you let yourself have that mistake so it's like you're giving yourself permission to have made that mistake 
and then you're going to learn from it and move on. And I think that's a big one because I know I've been guilty of this in the past and I think a lot of people have where they make a mistake and it's like they don't forgive themselves for it. They hold on to it so much that then it be, it becomes a like a cancer in, infecting other areas of your life. Yeah, it festers. Um, whereas you could, you know, and that's one of the things I've had to learn is to be easier on myself to be able to say, look, you made a mistake. Yeah, you ate one less. You missed a meal today. You know, you ate one less meal for the day than you sh- than you usually should have. You know what? I stuffed that up. Nothing I can do about it now. I can't go back and restart the day. All I can do is do better tomorrow. And I think that that's sort of the idea of having that perspective like I was talking about earlier. It's that sort of thing that I mean. It's being able to give yourself permission and forgiving yourself and just saying, you know what, yeah, I stuffed that up. What am I going to do about it? I'm going to fix it tomorrow because there's nothing I can do about it now in terms of going back and restarting my day. All right, so let's then um, turn this around. Uh, tips that we would give in you know, with this discussion. Um, I'll let you kick off, Courtney. What's the first tip you'd give to someone who's been punishing themselves for making mistakes? Oh, forgive yourself. <laughs> forgive yourself. If you are one of the people like me, like I was, where you would think and obsess about the mistake that you made constantly and let it fester, give yourself permission to make the mistake. Don't obsess about the mistake. Obsess about what you're going to do to help fix it for next time. So you, what you are doing is you're using all of your energy in the wrong area. And so rather than using all that energy to, to obsess about something that you can't change, have some perspective, stand back, think about it logically and think, you know what, I can't change that now. So what am I going to do to learn from it? And then use your energy in that. The first tip I would give personally is just to accept the fact that you will screw things up. Mm. Uh, 100% of people will screw things up. Yep. Guaranteed, there's, there's no avoiding it. I think... I think personally, the sooner you can accept that, the easier this gets. Yes. It's going to happen. I don't care who you are. I don't care how smart you are, <laughs> what degrees you may have, how much money you may earn in your job, you're going to fuck things up. Especially when it comes to weight loss, you're going to fuck things up. So the best advice I give there is to accept it. The it's most inevitable. successful people in the world make mistakes. Absolutely. The single most successful people in the world all still make mistakes. Anyone who tries to say they don't make mistakes is a liar and should be punched in the face. Yes. Straight up. Uh, Courtney, your next tip. My next tip would be that making mistakes is only a problem if you waste it. How do you waste it? You waste it by not learning from it. Ah. Not changing it next time. It's that old saying of fool me once sort of thing. If you, if you make a mistake and you don't learn from it and you make the same mistake again and again and again, that then is a problem. Yeah. But if you make a mistake and you don't waste the opportunity to put energy into fixing it for next time and to giving yourself a break for making it, then I don't know. Well, that's an agreement I actually made with myself 
um, a few years ago was that when I finally accepted the fact that, okay, I, Matt, I get better by screwing things up and then learning and getting very good from that. So my sort of promise to myself was I'm happy and fine making a mistake on something. I'm not happy or fine making it more than once. Mm. Because as Courtney said, repeating the same mistakes, well, that's, you know, what's the point? Yeah. Uh, so I'm fine with, with screwing something up once, maybe twice. After that, it's like, no, you said it best, Courtney. Um, for me once, shame on you. For me twice, shame on me. Yeah. Uh, the next tip uh, that I would give is tying in to what I was saying earlier is just understand that the mistakes you make along the way and the things that you're going to get wrong are the things that are going to make you better hmm. and the things that are going to make you good. So everyone is a beginner. Everyone starts as a rookie, no matter what sort of avenue we're talking about, especially in this case, talking about exercise weight loss. Let's use the gym as an example. Everyone goes into the gym at one point in their life as their first time. Hmm. I did. Courtney did. Yep. I know you did. Everyone does. So everyone is a beginner. Um, just understand that you get good with experience and with learning from often screwing things up because I don't believe that being good at something makes you good at something. You got good because you knew, you learned the hard way how to get good at it. So you knew what to avoid. Yes. Um, any other tips from you, wife? No, I think I've covered all the ones that I wanted to say. All right. So um, I think we'll head towards wrapping this up. Hopefully that's been of some assistance. Yeah. Otherwise, this is half an hour wasted and we can't <laughs> refund half an hour of your life. I'm sorry. Blame Courtney. <laughs> uh, now, we we did get an email this week that is worth bringing up. Remember the, uh, the email we addressed in our last episode, Courtney? Mm. We had a debate about a name. Oh, yeah. Kelly or Keely. What do you think it was? Well, I had guessed Keely. What did I guess? Kelly. But then, to be honest with you, after the show, I was starting to second guess my opinion. Can I just say it? Yeah. I was right. It's Kelly. It, it, yes. Uh, Kelly emailed us back and said, um, you know, obviously, thanks for answering, answering my question. P.S. Matt was right. My name is pronounced Kelly. Oh. So I just wanted to wait until the end of this episode, Courtney, <laughs> to say, ha ha. I got it right and you got it wrong. You made a mistake, so you suck. I do. So I do apologize, Kelly, for making that mistake on your name. Now you see that? You'll never get it wrong again. No. You learn from the mistake. No. And you laughed it off and moved on. Yes, well, there's nothing I can do to change it unless we're going to to re-record that last week's episode. I would have done the exact same thing. So if Kelly had emailed in saying, oh, Matt, dickhead, (laughs) <laughs> it's actually Keely. I've been like, yeah, okay, I'm a dickhead and I won't get it wrong again. Yes. So um, an example of learning from, from your mistakes in action. Yes. I will, I've will. i learned a new way to spell Kelly and I will know now that it's Kelly. Yep. Bingo. So Courtney, good job out of you. Thank you. Uh, hopefully this has been of some assistance. Uh, we would love to get your feedback. You can email us at uh, Matt. What's the email address? Well, it is podcast <laughs> at theweightlosspodcast.com. We would love to get some feedback or questions from yourself. So please feel free to hit us on the electronic mail, I believe the kids call it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, is that what it's called these days? They do. Yeah, okay. On that note, that's a show. We're going to wrap it up. 
Have a good one and we will speak to you soon. See ya. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.